It's that time of year again to get nostalgic, to make lists, to plan for the resolutions that will soon come, and to start wetting the appetite for Uncle Bert's lighter fluid infused eggnog, which is why we have Jaron Rubenstein, creator and founder of Ruby Apps, eggnog specialist, and all about town person here to join us on the last episode of Ruby Apps Insights of 2019. As we wind 2019 down, we take a momentary pause to speak with the ever-active, always-involved, tough-to-slow-down Jaron Rubenstein, creator of Ruby Apps, president of Rubenstein Tech, frequent guest on this podcast, and we look back upon the year. Jaron is going to share some of the year's highlights, including a recap of the quite successful Ruby Apps Dev Camp, and he'll also provide some insight into what lies ahead in 2020. Jaron, welcome back. Thank you for having me, Alex. It's always a pleasure to be here on the Ruby Apps Insights Podcast. We are delighted to have you. Let's look back in time. Before we look forward, let's get right into it. What were some of the milestones of 2019? Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot that the, the 2010 years have uh, culminated in here at Ruby Apps. And this year was uh, was definitely the 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 uh, where a lot of those things came together. So I think the first is um, you know our increased focus uh, of the Ruby Apps platform on uh, content lifecycle management uh, or CLM as we sometimes abbreviate it, and um, the idea of uh, helping our clients to which uh, the idea of extending what we've been doing really for many many years, um, which is helping our clients to manage. The, the entire life cycle of their content from ideation to draft to completion to approval to distribution and then to analysis and, and throughout that whole process. We've been focusing more and more on the idea that Ruby Apps is um, the core content hub or a um, central point of, uh, of content for our, for our clients, for its users. And having that single source of truth throughout their marketing and business development content um, allows them to be more efficient, more productive, and, 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 and that's helped to align the way we think about the continuous evolution and the future of the product. And we've also seen um, a huge increased spike in adoption of, um, of, of the additional modules that uh, come with Ruby apps and sometimes for our legal clients, Ruby law, things like proposal generation, document generation, uh, experience management, and Sweeper, our quality assurance tool. Um, and more and more clients seem to be selecting the entire suite of those products or, or more of them um, to improve the efficiency and effectiveness of their teams. And so um, that's been great for us because, uh, quite frankly, it's allowed us to continue to innovate in each of those different product areas, continue to push them forward um, with new clients coming on board every couple of months. The year also had some impressive launches, some projects that had previously been under development that are now out in the world. What are some of those that we might be able to nod to? Yeah, this this year... Uh, saw the culmination of a number of multi-year projects, um, ones that uh, certainly lasted more than 12 months and were just e enormous undertakings, both from our project development teams as well as for the clients and the teams that the, that on their side that pulled us all together. 
Um, through this year, 2019, we launched a new uh, web presence and, and other document and generation tools on Ruby Law for Troutman, uh, a law firm um, based uh, primarily in Atlanta. We launched the entire Ruby Law suite for uh, Benish, a firm out of Cleveland, with also a, a national footprint. Wilson Sincini, which is uh, long regarded as one of the most innovative firms in the Silicon Valley area, and they're also a, a global firm, relaunched earlier this fall on the Ruby Law uh, the suite, the entire suite, based on the Ruby Apps platform. And uh, most recently, a few week, weeks ago, we actually relaunched um, a new site for Cypharth, um, headquartered in Chicago, also a global firm um, managing a, a, an enormous amount of content and complexity on the Ruby Apps platform for their team. So it's been a very active year for the sort of full-scale project launches. We've also continued to see increased adoption and, um, and uh, evolution of the product within the organizations that we already service. So um, clients have been upgrading to the latest releases. Um, we've been working hard to ensure that it is an easy upgrade and that they are able to take advantage of the latest and greatest that Ruby Apps has to offer by staying on the latest versions of the, of the software, the latest releases. And so um, we saw a number of launches, but probably the biggest one, which was also uh, a combination of lots of data migration and other complexity was for uh, for Brian Cave, Leighton Paisner, um, the recently merged global firm that came out of um, uh, former client Brian Cave and Berwin Leighton Paisner out of Europe. And um, the two of them together have finally really merged all of their content and their systems into Ruby Law on the Ruby Apps platform. And that was an amazing launch and an uh, exciting opportunity to really propel the system that they had forward to make things more efficient for them going forward. So progress doesn't always happen for clients and on their behalf or indirectly, I suppose it can. What I'm trying to get to is the growth of the team behind Ruby Apps and how that's evolved over the past year. So what kinds of internal changes have you seen here in the organization? Oh, that's a, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, we, we started, uh, uh We've been developing the Ruby Apps platform for, for the majority of the last 17 years, but um, as, as we've discussed, I think, on this podcast in the past, about five years ago or so, we embarked on a major project to replatform re Ruby Apps, to build it on a completely modern technology stack, which some of you know, or technologies like Node and JavaScript and React. And um, uh, when we did that, we allocated a dedicated core Ruby Apps development team to that initiative. And for the past five years, we've had that team focused on that initiative. It's, it's varied in size over the years um, based on what we're trying to accomplish in that year. But really in 2019, what we saw is just about everyone on the team contributing to the Ruby Apps core product. So it wasn't just that core development team that continued to push forward with uh, with with, with uh, evolution of the product and continuous uh, you know development and 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 um, um, improvement of the system and the software, um, but we saw a lot of the other members of our team, the members of a project team, contributing to the core product as well. Um, and I think that's important from the internal view of how we're um, fo we're completely focused on ensuring that Ruby Apps is the platform of the future, not just here, but also for our clients and our client, many clients to come. The year also hosted the second installation of Ruby Apps DevCamp. Tell us a little bit about the objectives of that. We'll get deeper into it in terms of feedback in a few moments, but what was the objective behind hosting this event again? 
Um, I think it was really to build on the energy that we saw out of uh, last year's event. You know, we, we did it last year and we had, um, we had some great attendees and we got some wonderful feedback and we saw an opportunity to really continue to improve on that. Like we continuously improve on just about everything here at Ruby Apps. And so um, uh, we were excited at the opportunity to, to, to make it larger and to evolve the programming and tailor it more towards what we heard from, uh, from folks that attended last year. And, uh, and I think we achieved that. And, and as you said, I hopefully will, I guess we'll talk about that later uh, in this podcast. Well. <laughs> I mean, moment, <laughs> moments, moments away. It's not terribly far off. I just wanted I to hear wait. a little bit. <laughs> I just wanted to hear a little bit about your year. What were some of the highlights for you as you look back, and uh, what did you hope to accomplish over the past? Yeah. 12 months or so. Yeah, so yeah, so DevCamp was definitely a, a major achievement and, and something that um, that I'm quite proud of for the entire team. Uh, I also was able to um, to travel a lot this year and, and meet with clients and see them, you know, face to face and um, get a chance to hear their feedback and hear, you know, what's working and, and, and what can be improved. Uh, and we've had lots of wonderful conversations throughout the year. And those kind of conversations tend to drive the future evolution of the product as well. And so they're important on many levels, not just from a a, a client relationship standpoint, but also really from, from a product planning and evolution standpoint as well. So you had an opportunity to go see clients. We had the opportunity to have some clients come to us. And that is our big segue to Ruby Apps DevCamp and talking a little bit deeply about that experience. So provide us a quick overview with what the programming, what the experience was actually like. And then if you can share with us, I'd like to hear some of the feedback that we got from this year's attendees. Yeah, uh, that would be, that'd be great. So first of all, um, you know, it's, it's what Ruby Apps DevCamp is, is it's a full day uh, immersive experience where, uh, where clients and users and, and uh, other teams that are using Ruby Apps in various ways can, um, can gather with our team and with some of our uh, team's leaders to have um, uh, hands-on immersion in the product at a very advanced level, maybe using features that, um, that just recently were released or that uh, are, are more advanced than what they're typically doing in their day-to-day -day use of the product. It's an opportunity to hear from um, again, some of some of the uh, the more senior folks on our team uh, about marketing technology, about what's happening in the sectors that they've worked in, uh, and how marketing tech is evolving, how um, different firms are solving the challenges around marketing and around business development using MarTech uh, in new and, and, and different ways, and learn from each other and learn from some of the best practices that we've identified in working with so many clients across so many sectors, um, and it's. You know, of course, it's an opportunity for um, discussion, for feedback from uh, our uh, users on what what's working in Ruby Apps and what's not, um, and then and then just you know, of course, networking. There's always an opportunity to meet others. Um, you know, I think for our for for the folks that attended that were clients of ours and, and users of Ruby Apps, I think for them to just be able to sit in a room and talk with others at other firms, other organizations that are using this system, and um, you know, hear how they're using it and what's working for them and what's not. I think um, I think they got a lot out of that as well. Um, and, uh, and, and in terms of growth, we, we grew the, the day. Um, this year we had three times as many uh, client attendees, or, or I should say non-Ruby Apps attendees, as last year. Um, and so that was wonderful. 
Uh, and I think with the increase in, um, in thinkers in the room, um, there was just more robust discussion, more robust conversation, um, uh, really, really great uh, interaction throughout the day. So what are some of the things that our participants on the positive and on the constructive side said to us in terms of the feedback that they gave? Yeah, I think so we got we got some specific feedback around uh, uh, around like for some of our law firm clients those that are on the Ruby Law version of the platform um, that it was helpful to understand how other law firms are using the platform and what obstacles they've hit and how they've overcome them. Uh, it was also great to converse with other marketers. Um, they felt like everyone was able to communicate the good, the bad, and the in-between, and that, um, that's always nice to hear. Because, um, you know, I think it's it's important. Part of our culture is the idea of open and honest conversations and communication, and I think... Um, I think our clients got that from the from the day, and they were able to share some of that open and honest feedback, and that's really important for everyone. A lot of folks got a lot of a lot out of the marketing technology stack blueprint, um, which we provided, and, and was one of the uh, was one of the sessions of the day. Um, we also uh, heard lots of great feedback on the on the swag. Um, there was lots of really cool Ruby app swag given out throughout the day, um, all of it very limited edition uh, <laughs> intentionally. So creates that I think scarcity that uh, hopefully will will encourage three times as many uh, attendees to to attend DevCamp next year. If, if if they only attend for the swag, I think that they'll walk away happy from the feedback we've gotten. <laughs> so uh, so Ruby apps DevCamp will in fact return for year three. Oh, absolutely, um, and, and we're looking forward to it. We got some great feedback about um, suggestions from folks on, you know, asking for challenges ahead of time, ahead of the um, ahead of the uh, the day, so that we can tailor some of the programming around that uh, feedback and around the that um, you know those challenges. And so we intend to do that, and um, we hope to uh, we definitely hope to, as I said, continue to evolve the programming, but also really grow the continue to grow the the conference into a, a a fabulous day for everyone. Great. So looking forward to the year 2020 when there will be Ruby Apps Dev Camp again, what are some of the other things that we can expect in the year to come? Um, so in, in 2020, uh, we are going to be really doubling down on this concept of content lifecycle management and, and all that Ruby Apps can support our clients in that regard. And so um, uh, one of the most requested features uh, from our clients really for a couple of years now has been the ability to um, to have much more flexible control over content as it's being drafted, as it's being created, um, but before it's actually published to the system. So we already have amazing tools for our users that allow them to manage multiple um, uh, you know multiple revisions of content and have rev review and approval of that content and scheduled publication of that content all those important things um, but with with the evolution of the system in the coming year um, we're going to provide a lot more power uh, around that content before it even gets to that revision place. So when it's still being drafted, when there may be multiple versions out there for review and approval, where there may be custom workflows for approval, um, where there may be custom uh, or, or more complicated requirements over how that content comes to be, um, all of those aspects of the content lifecycle are, are places where we're focusing a lot on. Um, I'm intentionally being a little vague because I think when we, we announce it, we'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit more 
about the details and what's coming there. Um, but uh, a lot of exciting things happening around managing that content earlier in the in the life cycle and also providing um, later in the life cycle better analytics. Um, analytics is, is an area where um, everyone needs to measure and show some kind of uh, some kind of return on investment, whether that be financial or eyeballs or engagement or something from the marketing content perspective. And so um, what we've seen is is really analytics are in some ways um, under fire by some of the privacy regulations and policies that are evolving. So by the GDPR and by CCPA and by all of the other um, privacy regulations that are really making it a lot more difficult for marketers to track their visitors. Um, it's something that we've increasingly come to rely on. Uh, I think in the marketing and business development tech world, there's um, everyone wishes they would have more resources to analyze their content more. Um, and just as that's starting to happen, we're starting to realize the value of those analytics. We're seeing that um, those analytics are being taken away by some of these privacy regulations and, and controls. And so um, finding interesting solutions around that and ensuring that our clients can still analyze the efficacy of their content marketing efforts is, is the number one priority and something that um, we've got some really interesting things in the works on for, for 2020. Mm, I'm looking forward to that as well. So before we go, Jaron, let's open some listener mail. Did you know that we had both listeners and mail? Listeners mail? Was it like, did you get an envelope with a stamp on it? And yes. Really? We did, yes. Wow. Snail mail, yes. So this one comes to us from Blake in Southern California who asks, seeing as it's the gift-giving season, perhaps you can give back in the form of advice. What do you think digital marketing professionals will need to stop doing, keep doing, or do more of in 2020 in order to be successful? Mm, the old start, stop, continue feedback request, huh? Very interesting. Very interesting. Thank you for writing, Blake. I appreciate <laughs> it. I'd like to hear from more listeners like you in the future. Um, so I would say there's a couple of things there. Uh, I'll start with the stop. Um, uh, I would say um, increasingly marketers need to stop trying to talk to their enti entire audience at once. I think that um, th there are many marketers that have evolved beyond that and communications professionals that realize how important it is to target each of your audiences as individually as possible. Um, but we've certainly seen that continue to evolve. And um, I think that marketers need to introduce more personalization and more one-on-one -on -one conversations, of course, but at scale, which makes it more challenging. Um, but the more that marketers can think about how they can personalize that content um, into segments, into channels, or even into that getting to that one-on-one -on -one level, um, that's where they're going to see increases in returns. Uh, I think that by and large, audiences are only increasing in their levels of sophistication and they're tired of getting blasts with things in it that don't pertain to them. Um, whether that's an email blast or a, you know, even social media um, or when they come to, come to a, a, a website and they see, the, you know, they see something on there that's just completely not what they're looking for. Um, with the level of attention spans that, that folks have these days, it's very easy for them to bounce. Um, and so I think marketers really need to, to stop trying to think about their entire audience as one and really start focusing more and more on the personas of who each of their audiences are. 
Um, and then I guess related to that, but on the, the start or continue doing side of things, um, I would say that more and more marketers need to um, do more experimentation and more iteration based on the results of those experiments. Um, and I, uh, again, some folks are already doing that. And so if you're doing that already, that's wonderful. Do more. And if you're not, then you really need to start because that's what, that's what your competitors are doing. And it's a competitive landscape out there. And um, you're, there's a lot, a lot of noise. And you need to figure out what it is that makes your signal come out louder and clearer than all that noise and rise above it so that you can engage those particular audiences that you're focusing on. So um, more experimentation, more iteration, uh, uh, that I think will carry you through for a successful 2020. So Jaron, I wish you a successful 2020. I'm grateful for the time that you've made for the Ruby Apps Insights podcast in 2019. And I hope we can take much more of it up in 2020 with more riveting conversations like today's. So happy new year to you and thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. And for all of our listeners, I wish you a most joyous holiday season and a happy and healthy 2020. Ruby Apps Insights is recorded at Studio 55 and is hosted by Alexander Kotler. For more insights and detail on Ruby Apps and enterprise software developed by Rubenstein Tech, visit rubyapps.com. Until next time, have an awesome every day.